You are live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with uh, my co-host, uh, Gray Williams. We have a great program for you today. Our show is all about the world of uh, technology and uh, demystifying some of the uh, the techier things. Uh, today we'll be talking about AI. It's uh, a hot topic. It's really kind of bubbled up over the past year, especially with the advent of some of these text-to-image engines like midjourney.io, uh, ChatGPT as well. Uh, a lot of people are using it uh, in their jobs and personal lives now, and it's made a huge difference. But there are people that are concerned about where it's all going. And some are concerned about human extinction if AI gets too powerful, almost like a bad movie. So we're going to talk a bit about that. Also, I had a chance to talk with the folks uh, over at Cadillac. I got uh, my hands on uh, one of the new Cadillac lyrics for uh, the past week. It's their uh, first electric vehicle, and I'll tell you my thoughts, and uh, we'll talk with the Cadillac folks about uh, where they're all going with that uh, as well. And finally, tech hacks. This week, what to do with an old iPad or tablet that just doesn't cut it anymore? Well, you don't have to recycle it. There's uh, still some uh, good uses for it. We'll tell you some of the top five ones that we've come across. Thanks for coming on the program today, Gray. Always glad to be here. Let's start off with some of the tech news that we've uh, been following. Uh, Elon Musk, the man that uh, is into everything. He has SpaceX, a rocket company. He's got Tesla, the electric vehicle company. He's owner of Twitter now. And he also has another company called Neuralink. And this is a company that's dedicated to developing technology that can be basically implanted into humans to help overcome issues like mobility, people that are paralyzed or that can't see. Well, he's finally got the go-ahead from the FDA down in the U.S. to start conducting human experiments, because up until this point, it's just been on animals like monkeys. What are your thoughts, Gray? I mean, it's a fascinating technology. Um, you know, I fear anytime we have this much consolidation of awesome underneath one person, uh, especially when that person seems to be, you know, a little easily distracted and also easily angered. Um, you know, between all of these things, Elon is probably the closest thing that we've had to a Bond villain. Um, seems to be like a, you know, a good guy most of the time, but a lot of the time you're just like, okay, you just had a temper tantrum and you have satellites that are in space that you could crash into a city. This worries me a little bit. But then he goes and does, you know, big and most things like we're going to be able to help people walk again. Um, you know, looking at this now, I've said on the show before that all of Elon's technologies kind of build together to create colonies on other planets. Um, this is actually very similar to the technology used in Avatar for them to control the Avatar bodies, right? This this idea of a brain computer interface. So, I mean, I love the fact that this guy's making science fiction come to life. Absolutely love it also slightly terrified it, it is a little terrifying and uh, you know coming up in our uh, next segment uh, we will be talking about AI and where that's going and why some of the leaders in AI technology are concerned about it as well like what are some of the downfalls if we don't keep uh, check on it so uh, t- to your point, Gray, I am excited uh, that, you know, the technology is moving forward, technology that, uh, you know, can potentially be implanted in people's brains and bodies to help them walk again or see again. So uh, I'd, I'd love to see where that all goes. But again, uh, it's something that we do have to keep a check on. Uh, another interesting story. I don't know if you saw this, Gray. Uh, you know, we, 
we do a lot of stuff with websites, um, you know, registering domains, you know, like the dot coms and, and what have you. Well, in in Maryland, uh, in the U.S., they uh, printed eight hundred thousand license plates. I guess they were commemorative ones that celebrated mm. the War of of eighteen twelve. I I don't know why you'd want to celebrate that. Didn't they lose? I, you know, we I think we did kind of head down there and make them have to repaint that one house white. So yes, yeah. Did did we burn it down the White House? Yeah, burn, burn the White House. Yeah, it's actually why it's white now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're welcome. This is it's kind of funny. So this license plate, like I said, they've got uh, they printed eight hundred thousand of them, and on it it, uh, it celebrates the War of eighteen twelve. It's got the American flag, and then it's got. A web address on the bottom, Gray. And the web address is www.starspangled200.org, which mm. I guess was supposed to go uh, to a website that uh, taught people how uh, one of uh, Maryland's own, Francis Scott Key, who wrote the Star Spangled Banner, uh, to learn more about him. But anyway, I guess they've lost that domain. And now it goes to a Filipino gambling site. Oh, say can you see? Yeah, so <laughs> literally there's 800,000 of these license plates in Maryland advertising a Philippine gambling site. It, you, you can't buy this kind of marketing. This is great. I, like, you I know, mean, it's amazing. Isn't it? <laughs> so so, so what, what, I think what happened here, and this, this happens often, let this be a warning to you know business owners everywhere. If you're not really tuned in to, you know, maybe some of the key members of your team who might control some parts of this, uh, perhaps, you know, you don't give them a raise, you don't take care of them. Suddenly now your URL is pulled to a website that might be a little less savory than you'd hope. Uh, they rolled the dice on this one. It's, it looks like they lost. <laughs> it is an important thing, you know, especially if you're a business like, you know, our business, Gray, we've, we've actually registered a bunch of different domain names at, we don't use all of them, but you know, for the ones that you do use, it's probably important that you just kind of keep them. It's not much to kind of keep the domain name, even if you're not using it anymore, right? Yeah. Well, there, so here's the here's the key thing: if you register through like a big domain company, they tend to give you like really cheap deals, right, for the first couple of years, and then they jack up the rates really high. So finding yourself a good local domain company. So there are people you know, in each major city that will take care of domains for you. They'll re-register them up to five years in a row. Um, you can also get things like domain protection, which is you know, up to 30 days after your domain has expired. If you haven't paid, it'll still hang on to it for you so you can get credit cards in there and, and get, those, get those done. Um, I think I've got something like 60 or 70 domains that I've kind of acquired over the years that I've got oh my God. a fairly cheap plan. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, got, I've got some, some so like my, my name I've got. Um, I've got some ex-girlfriends' domains names. I really should transfer those over. But Yeah, that's you know, not good. Yeah, no, they're just sitting there parked. <laughs> Let's move on to some other tech news. And you might not think tech when it comes to braking, like your car brake. But uh, the U.S. is now going to require that all new vehicles vehicles have super robust automatic emergency braking. So this is kind of something that a lot of the light duty vehicles on the road today down there actually have. Uh, it's called automatic emergency braking. And so this new rule, which has uh, been proposed by the U.S. Department of Transportation, would take that onto 
pretty well most vehicles, cars, and things like that. And the idea is if they can implement uh, this, uh, especially by 2025, it'll help prevent, this is a big number, Gray, 28,000 crashes and 12,000 injuries down there. That sounds brilliant. You know, this, this takes me back to like innovations like the seatbelts or, um, you know, they're the steel bar on the back of cargo trucks. Uh, Jane Mansfield famously was killed because of a tractor trailer where her vehicle went underneath. Um, like these are these are safety advantages that we've got the technology for. There really isn't a reason not to do it. You know, maybe cost, but the cost of human life, I think, kind of exceeds this. So what a, what a, what a great uh, change in regulation and kind of shows how regulation can actually be extremely helpful, especially in, in areas of transportation. It's important, right? Because the technology is there now, Gray. Sensors, yeah. cameras, they've become very inexpensive and they are being integrated into to vehicles. So being able to use that to obviously track what's happening around the vehicle and, and when you're driving will make a tremendous, tremendous difference. And, you know, there's interesting stats here. Like they say that more than 70% of pedestrian fatalities occur at night. That, that's not yeah. a surprise, is it? So if, no. you've, if you've got the sensors and cameras that can detect those pedestrians and have automatic, automatic braking, you are going to save lives, no question. Can, can, I, can I gripe for just a second? So here uh, on the West Coast, things get wet at night. Why is the paint that we use next to invisible when it's wet? This is something that I'd like to see change. There are actually highly reflective paints out there that we're not using on the road. Now, here's the thing. If I've got, if I've got a computer that can see this, great, but I can't see a damn thing out there at night. I'm all for electronic braking. Okay, you are tuned in to Get Connected. Mike and Gray here. I want to give a, a, a shout out to uh, something that we've been working on, uh, Gray. Uh, you know, we're very into tech. Uh, I love tech when it comes to healthcare as well. I had a, a recent opportunity to create uh, a webisode uh, for uh, one of the TELUS funds uh, that uh, uh, they give to uh, local communities and, and producers. And this is around uh, caregivers. Gray. And uh, my parents are, are aging. Uh, they're in their 80s and I'm their primary caregiver. So the webisode, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to produce some more, is all about using technology to help care for aging parents and, and family members. You know, things like wearables and automatic pill dispensers. So if you go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, uh, I'd really like your, your help. Uh, and we're going to tie a contest around this uh, as well, Gray. On, on our front page, uh, we are going to have uh, a link to the video. It's up on YouTube. If you just watch it and, and leave a comment, anything, whether you like it, you love it, if you've got your own thoughts, uh, if you're caring for uh, your, your elderly family, you know, some of the things that have worked for you from a, a technology standpoint, I'd, I'd love to hear it. And, and again, it's so easy to comment uh, right on that YouTube uh, video. Uh, at the end of next week, uh, we're going to actually pick one of those comments and one of the users, Gray, and uh, we're going to give away a beautiful TCL smartphone, a 5G smartphone. Nice. Yeah, beautiful screen, amazing camera. Again, just go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, right there on the front page. Check out uh, the Independence Days, it's called. It's all about using tech to care for your elderly family. And uh, I'd love uh, for you to comment on that and get a chance to win a TCL smartphone. When we come back from the break, we are going to talk about AI. And will it lead to our extinction? Some uh, AI leaders are concerned about this. We'll tell you why. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Gray Williams. Still got a lot to talk about. 
Are you in the market for an electric vehicle? Well, I've just had a chance to check out uh, the new Cadillac Lyric. This is their entry into the electric world. And I will give you my thoughts. And we'll talk with the folks over at Cadillac uh, about some of the technology behind the car as well. And uh, whether you should uh, look at getting one or not if you were in the market compared to some of the other ones out there like the Teslas. And tech hacks. This week... What to do with an old iPad or tablet that just doesn't have the juice anymore? Well, you don't have to uh, recycle it. There are some other cool things you can do with it. We'll give you our top five tablet hacks. Let's uh, talk about AI again. And, you know, as we said earlier, great. AI is just a huge story this past year. It's just kind of really gathered momentum with all the different tools that uh, are available. And it just seems to be growing beyond, beyond exponentially. Uh, you know, a lot of people are just feeling they, they can't keep up or catch up. Well, some of the leaders in the space, Gray, are concerned about AI and where it's going. There is a webpage for the Center for AI Safety. And uh, on that webpage they have a a statement that they've published and it says mitigating the risk of extinction from artificial intelligence should be a global priority. Just let that sink in your head. Mitigating the risk of extinction from AI uh, should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war, it reads. And this has been supported by some surprising people, right? Uh, one of them mm-hmm. is Sam Altman, the chief executive Ch- uh, chief executive of ChatGPT, maker, OpenAI. Uh, Demis Hasbis, uh, he's the chief executive of Google DeepMind and, uh, and others. It, it <laughs> I'm a little concerned when the, the leaders in AR, AI are concerned about this, aren't you? Very, very much. And so it's interesting the things that they picked to compare it to. You know, climate change is, I mean, science is done on that one. If you feel like it's not, you're part of the problem. But we know that it's an issue. And we know that while things are dangerous there, we can we can start, we're, we're working on walking them back. Nuclear war is an interesting one as well. Um, have you ever heard of things called orphan sources? Orphan sources? Yeah, these are radioactive things that find their way out into the world. Um, you know, cesium, different types of materials that, because they're radioactive, because they're so dangerous, um, they shouldn't be outside of labs and they should be outside of equipment, but they get out there and people get hurt because of them. We can detect these things because of things like Geiger counters. You can't do that with AI, right? This is a genie with, of, of which there is no bottle that can really contain it. And so looking at it, you know, this, is, this could be one of the greatest existential threats that we've ever faced. This is software that could self-propagate, that could cut us off of systems that are important. You think of our infrastructure. You know, there's something called air gapping, right? Which is basically where you take sensitive systems and you disconnect them from networks in the internet so that they can't be invaded or they can't be attacked. Not a lot of our infrastructure is like that anymore. A lot of it is, is no longer air gapped. So when we look at this, we have AI, this thing that doesn't need to sleep, doesn't need to eat, probably doesn't really understand emotion as it continues to grow, looking at the human condition and where do we fit in? 
you know, you talk about bad movies, great movies are written about this as well. Like things like The Matrix, where what's our place in this world? Things like The Terminator, what's our place in this world? So, you know, even Westworld, you think back to Yul Brenner, the unstoppable killing machine cowboy that's coming after you. AI without rules and regulations, AI that perhaps doesn't have morals. This 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 could be again be the greatest thing, greatest threat that humanity's ever faced. I want to I want to go through some of the the possible disaster scenarios uh, that uh, they have said. This is again from the Center for AI Safety. Number one, uh, AIs could be weaponized, and they're talking about, uh, for example, drug discovery tools that could potentially be used to build chemical weapons. You know, we've seen how fast AI is in creating things, like amazingly so. That's not a stretch. Another one is AI-generated misinformation that could destabilize society and undermine collective decision-making. Again, we know that it's already being used for that, for social campaigns. Also, the power of AI could become increasingly concentrated in fewer and fewer hands, which could enable regimes to enforce narrow values and use pervasive surveillance and oppress censorship. Again, that's not a stretch to imagine that, is it, Gray? And finally, uh, this is my favorite, enfeeblement, where humans become dependent on AI, similar to the scenario portrayed in the film WALL-E. Do you remember that, uh, that movie? By large, yeah, I certainly it, do. It's basically about the future where the Earth has been kind of destroyed by humans, and the remaining ones kind of live on these big space cruisers slash yachts, and they, they, they just float around in these floating chairs. And just kind of eat all day. But, I mean, so, it's not a stretch to imagine that, is it? It's not. Now, the question becomes, you know, when we've got things that can do the labor for us, why as a species would we want to have to continue to work? Do we just devote ourselves to art, to culture, to the expansion of the human mind? I hope so. Maybe our extinction is actually the fact that we become one with this thing. Um, very Star Trek, the motion picture, but that might be cool. Neuralink? I'm into it. You're tuned in to Get Connected. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we're going to chat about the latest electric vehicle on the market from Cadillac. And it's it's pricey, but not as expensive as you might think. And tech hacks. We're going to tell you what to do with old uh, tablets or iPads to give them a little extra juice. Back after this. You are back with the program. Mike Agarbo here in uh, studio. We're going to talk car tech now. Uh, you know, I've probably said a million times on this program, I'm, I'm a big proponent of uh, EV technology, electric vehicles. I drive a Tesla Model 3. I've had one uh, since 2019. Uh, I love it. It's just uh, been fantastic from a driving experience and just cost perspective uh, as well. I have typically like a 45-minute to an hour commute each way uh, here in Vancouver to my studio. Uh, and uh, as you can imagine, it has saved me a lot uh, on, on gas over uh, the years. Uh, I get to try out, uh, you know, different uh, electric vehicles uh, from time to time. And I had the opportunity to check out the new Cadillac Lyric. And uh, I want to talk to you about my experience and, and to help us uh, learn a little bit more about uh, their uh, entry into the uh, the EV world. Uh, I've got a great guest on the line. His name is Jamie Dewhurst. Uh, he is with uh, GM Cadillac. Thanks for joining us, Jamie. Mike, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Uh, first of all, it's an amazing car. 
like I, I get to I get to try you know uh, you know different uh, EVs. And uh, this one just kind of really stood out for me. Uh, I think the price, just so people know uh, what you know we're dealing with here, uh, you know, EVs are still kind of uh, in the upper range as far as price. Am I correct in saying it's um, about seventy thousand uh, retail right now in that range? Yeah, I, I think if, if you're you're driving a twenty three model year, I believe I know the one that you you've got testing, Mike, and that probably is around seventy two thousand when you add on the extra wheels, give or take. Give or take. Yeah. So I had a chance to drive this for a full week, which is is great. It's uh, you know a, a good chance to really kind of take it through its uh, paces. Uh, you know, a, f- a few things I noticed right out of uh, the the gate: uh, very luxurious. You know, obviously with the Cadillac name, uh, you've got something <laughs> to live uh, up to there. But also the the range on it, uh, I I appreciate it. It was over five hundred kilometers uh, when I when I picked it up, and you know I compare that to my Model Three and. Uh, you know, on a good day, if I, you know, go right to 100%, I think I'm up at around 340. So the uh, the extra, you know, 150 kilometers or so of range makes a big difference, doesn't it? It, it, it really does, Mike. And, and you know, we, we use the term range anxiety a lot to kind of describe that feeling that some people have when they're, you know, debating going from 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 a gas powered vehicle to to an EV. And, and, and you know, for us, being able to have the Lyric, you know, have up to 500 and two kilometers of range, you know, helps with that. It, it makes road tripping the vehicle easier. It means, it means you probably go all week if you're just, you know, scooting around town. You might go a week without having to charge. Uh, and uh, you know, being able to for myself, you know, I, I was up in Ottawa a couple of days ago with the Lyric, and I live just outside of Toronto, and and uh, and I was able to get to Ottawa on a single charge, and uh, you know, with with room to spare. So you know, having the car road trippable, having that car is something that you can transition from from gas without having to worry about range. It's a big deal, and uh, you know, I think we nailed it with uh, you know with what the Altium platform, the Altium battery battery platform, you know, was able to accomplish with uh, with this car. If I was comparing it to, you know, the Tesla model lineup, uh, where where would you be competing uh, in that lineup? I have the the entry level Model Three. They also have the Model S that they've had for a number of years, um, which is kind of you know like a hundred thousand plus plus plus. You know, by the time you add mm-hmm. stuff in, and, and the Model X, which is kind of more their SUV, is is the the Lyric kind of a crossover? Model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely say we're you know we, we look at it as a, as a crossover and SUV. Um, I, I I I would say you know trying to find a comparable Tesla. Um, you know the Model Y is probably something that is yeah, pretty similar yeah. in, in in exterior dimensions, and you know both cars are you know primarily you know five seaters. I know you know Y has the option for the rear the rear seats, but um, um, you know Lear doesn't. But uh, you know we, we kind of look at the Model Y as. Uh, you know, the probably the closest Tesla uh, in terms of comparison, but certainly when you look at Model Threes as well, like they can, from a price perspective, they can certainly be optioned up, um, you know, into a price point that gets, uh, you know, at or above what a, a Lyric could be too. Yeah, when when you kind of you know, and I know that uh, you know that is kind of up there in the range, the seventy thousand dollar. But you know, when you do kind of compare it in to like a, a Model Y uh, or you know, even the Model S, it's pretty price competitive, like for a luxury brand, isn't it? It, it absolutely is. That that was uh, again another you know kind of a 
a big win for us launching this car, uh, Mike, was uh, being able to pack in all the features uh, you know that you see in the, the one that you're driving, you know, as an example, 500 kilometers of range, super cruise functionality, you know, the big 33-inch uh, LED screen, uh, 1 billion colors that can display, 1 billion with a B. Um, the AKG system, 19 speakers, and and you know have all the styling that comes with that, and and we're still able to you know go to market with a car that starts uh, you know uh, low seventy thousand dollars. Like that, that's that, that that's a pretty compelling package. Something that we're pretty excited about, and uh, and any of our consumers and our dealers are saying the same thing. It's kind of funny because uh, after driving it for a couple days, and don't get me wrong, I love my Tesla, but it it made me feel like I have like an IKEA car. Like, you know, Ikea, you know, they're kind of minimalist, yeah. you know, nice, uh, but night and day difference. Like when I even like opening the door uh, to the Cadillac, you just it feels solid and good. And when you're driving it, uh, you, you don't hear outside noise. Uh, it, it's just it's like butter. It's just smooth. It is. It, it's you, you. You can have a, conver- a conversation at normal indoor you know, audio levels, right? Like you can have a, a nice conversation with the person next to you and you're cruising down the highway. Um, you know, you, you speak to the luxury and the design. Obviously that's a, a hallmark of Cadillac. It's something that, you know, we we instill in all of our products, whether it's EV or, 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 or um, you know, combustion. So like design is a big element. I think that's something that really helps lyrics stand out from the crowd. Like when you, when you approach the car and the lighting sequence, you know, kicks off and kind of greets you as you approach or, you know, says goodbye to you as you walk away. Um, you know, it's little details like that, that, um, you know, just add to that ownership experience, add to that enjoyment for owning the car. Like you kind of look at back at your car and you smile as you walk away. That's a, you know, that, that, that's a sign that you, uh, that you kind of nailed it from a design standpoint. I, I think you have on, on this one because every time, like in my, in my driveway, I can't tell you how many new neighbors I've met. <laughs> I just wanted to come by and sit in, in the car. And every time I went somewhere and parked, every single time there would be people coming up and wanting to to check it out uh, and just kind of see, uh, you know, the, the inside and, and you know, what it was um, what it was all about. So uh, it, it's kind of unusual. Like, I don't get that when I was driving a Kia. <laughs> for, for for example, don't get me wrong. The Kia EVs are amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, great price point uh, on on them. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, Cadillac uh, has a lot to live up with uh, to 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 the name. And I, I think you've kind of nailed it with this one. Let's talk some of the tech there. You you mentioned Super Cruise. Uh, so you know, in Teslas, and I know a lot of vehicles now they've uh, you know trying to you know come up with the um, the auto steering. Uh, you you have your own version uh, of it. Maybe walk us through what what it can do and what it can't do. Sure. So um, Super Cruise, it's Super Cruise was the industry's first true hands free driving assist technology. So when when you're activating Super Cruise. Uh, your hands, can, you're, they're on your lap. They're 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 resting you know, on the armrest. They're not having to touch the steering wheel. There's no capacitive requirement. There's no torque-based requirement to keep the system functional. As long as you're paying attention to the road ahead, uh, the system is uh, active uh, on on the roads that it's compatible with. Um, you know, but speaking of compatible roads, uh, we made a recent update that uh, expanded that. Um, uh, that list to over 640,000 kilometers of of mapped roads in the U.S. and Canada. So our our first wave focused on 
um, divided highways. Uh, so think of your classic kind of, you know, 100 kilometer an hour, 110 kilometer an hour type highway. Uh, that, that was where Super Cruise kind of first, you know, made its, uh, you know, mark in the industry. Uh, the second wave that got us up to the over 640,000 kilometer number is starting to add the secondary highways. So think of, uh, um, you know, like a, a non-divided 80 kilometer an hour road that would kind of take you through parts of, you know, like rural BC or rural Ontario. Um, you know, so, so that functionality continues to expand. And um, that was all done over, uh, you know, some cases these cars got over the air updates to expand that uh, usage. Uh, and, and honestly, it, it's it's just a relaxing way to drive long distances. You're you're still focused and paying attention. The car won't let you, it won't let you take a nap. It won't let you, uh, um, you know, start watching something on your phone. You have to keep your eyes focused on the road. We have cameras and sensors that are are monitoring that. Yeah, I found, um, I found that out. no i mean yeah yeah, it was excellent because uh if i did take my eyes off the road for um you know a a period of time it just it automatically turned that off and told me you know get get your act together yep gives you a little bit of a a little bit of a slap on the wrist there to 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 keep to keep focus but it's all in the name of safety uh you know gm has a goal of zero emissions zero crashes and zero congestion and uh you know that that's just one element of how um, you know, you know, we're trying to accomplish that. You know, get great hands-free driving technology um, that's safe. Uh, you know, it works. And I, I'm telling you, if, if if your listeners haven't had a chance to drive a car with Super Cruise, uh, they have to because um, you know, two hours can go by just like that, and you 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 honestly show up refreshed. You know, more relaxed. Um, uh, you know, at the end of the journey, and 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 it's a big satisfier for our customers. The those that have the feature in the Kylac today, you know, they they want that in their next vehicle. So that was my only complaint about the car, um, because I, again with the Tesla, I've got the the basic auto steer. So the auto steer mm-hmm. seemed to work in the Tesla on more of the roads. But you're saying there's mm-hmm. over the air updates happening that are always updating how many roads this can can handle. But the one feature that does put it ahead of the uh, you know the basic Tesla auto steer is that uh, it'll do lane changes for you. Absolutely, it'll. Um, so you 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 have the choice. You can have it done automatically. So in that case, if you set your speed at say you're you're going 110 down the highway and you come up against somebody who's only doing 100, the car will sense that. It will activate the turn signal. Will it'll wait until there's a space uh, that's safe to do so. Make the lane change, pass that car, and take you back into the right lane. Uh, if you prefer to initiate that on your own, you can um, turn that functionality off, and all you still have to do is just put a you know one touch on the turn signal, um, and then the car takes care of the rest, and then another touch to take you back into the right lane. So you have the option to do both. Uh, it's just super convenient to be able to uh to have the car kind of take care of that for you and uh uh, i will add we have some vehicles i know this is a a conversation about lyric mike but uh uh, the escalade can handle all of that while trailering as well so we we uh, super cruise can even expand its functionality into while you're towing uh, into being while you're towing yep oh my god yeah that that would change my life (laughs) no i mean but you know if you want that feature in uh, a tesla I, I forget like it's sev- it's like six or seven thousand dollars more to get the next level of that so the fact that you've kind of got it hard baked into the uh, uh you know this model here i think is uh you know extreme uh, value uh just want to quickly touch on uh, the in- you've got google integration with the car as yep. well i mean yes you can have apple carplay and um you know the the google um uh, version of that but you've actually got google hard baked into it we do and and what's great about that, I mean, like like the first obvious 
benefit is from a navigation perspective like like the the user interface with google is is well known i mean like everybody is probably using it on a regular basis whether through its you know android auto or apple carplay or just on your phone you know in general um so having that baked into the car you know especially you know you've got this nice big map on the on, on the 33 inch um display uh, you know, you can sync your account if you have one. So your favorite locations are automatically, you know, synced into the car. Um, probably the 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 element that I would say is the most um, impactful for somebody, especially if you're flipping over from a gas vehicle to an EV, is is Google will also, you know, in conjunction with Google and the car system, internal systems, uh, you put in a destination on the map. And it will give you an estimate as to what battery life you'll have at the end of your trip. So, for example, for me, going driving up to Ottawa earlier this week, uh, I knew that I was going to arrive with about 35, 40% left. So that takes a little bit of that anxiety away. So if you're kind of new to the EV game, you know, you know that you don't have to, you know, um, roll down the windows, turn off the AC, you know, turn the volume down on the car to, to save every electron. It takes all the guessing game uh, out of it. You know exactly how much you're going to arrive with. You can put in a destination as a charger it'll precondition the battery uh, when it needs to it's a really well integrated system that works with the car uh, all in the name of just making driving an EV easy we're talking all about the new Cadillac Lyric we got Jamie Dewhurst uh, on the line with us uh, god there's just so many other things <laughs> that I, I really enjoyed about it uh, again I mean I know a lot of listeners are thinking, oh, it's $70,000, but, you know, it, it is a Cadillac. GM, uh, you know, obviously uh, heavily invested into the, the whole uh, EV world as well and, uh, you know, coming out with, uh, you know, different types of vehicles, uh, you know, in, in lower price ranges, which we will talk about, uh, of course, uh, as well. Uh, Jamie, where can people find out more information about uh, the Lyric? Uh, it, looking for more information, you can go to CadillacCanada.ca. Uh, we've got a lot of great resources there. Uh, we've got more resources on our YouTube channel, um, kind of how to live with an EV, how to live with your Lyric. And then obviously, if you want to check out one in person, uh, we've got a Cadillac network that spans from coast to coast. And a lot of our dealers are starting to uh, even put Lyrics into demo service. So there's even a chance where uh, if you want to try one for yourself, yeah, you get that opportunity as well. Uh, I got to go back to my Ikea car. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying it. I get all, all the great things you're saying. I could listen to that all day, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. When we come back from the break, have you got an old iPad or tablet? We're going to give you five hacks on uh, getting a little extra life uh, on that uh, particular device uh, to make it useful again. You're listening to Get Connected here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with uh, Gray Williams. Don't forget to uh, go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com giving away a, a TCL 5G smartphone. It is gorgeous. An amazing camera, amazing screen. All you have to do is uh, watch uh, a cool video that uh, we've done. Uh, it's a series called Independence Day Days. Uh, we've done that uh, for the TELUS folks. Uh, it's all about using technology as caregivers to help look after aging parents or loved ones. Uh, in, in the episode, it's all about using things like Apple Watches and automatic pill dispensers to to keep everyone connected and give more independence to your aging folks. And all you have to do is uh, watch the video and, and leave a comment. And we're going to pick one of the, uh, the commenters in uh, the following week to give away that phone. Let's talk about uh, old tablets and iPads, Gray. You know technology marches on. 
time marches on. And uh, we know that uh, technology gets outdated. And when that happens, especially with iPads or tablets, a lot of the newer apps just won't work anymore. And that's kind of frustrating, but that's just kind of the life of tech. So what do you do with that old tablet or iPad? I I guess one of the big things for me, uh, Gray, would uh, first one, and we're going to talk about our top five here, is uh, turn it into a, a digital photo frame. Yeah, I, I love this feature. This is some, something, it's just, it's just such a great way to kind of consolidate family memories into one really cool spot. We're actually using this with iCloud uh, Shared Library. So basically, you can invite people to contribute to that, and uh, only those pictures that are contributed will show up on that uh, on that album. It's a really great way to, to kind of bring the family together. Uh, number two, you can use it as a, a baby monitor or home security. And this is kind of cool. There's a, an app uh, for the Apple App Store, you know, I'm sure there's uh, similar ones on the uh, the Android side as well for Google. It's called the Luna app, and it'll connect any two iPads or iPhones and turn them into baby monitors. And, and this is kind of cool because there's, there's no range limit because it's tied in with your Wi-Fi or your cellular connection. So you can set up one of the uh, older iPads and uh, have it looking uh, at your baby while she or he is uh, sleeping. And uh, you can watch that from your iPhone or any connected device which is uh, kind of a cool feature. Absolutely brilliant. Love it. And it'll work on uh, the, the older models. Uh, next up, number three, you can use uh, a tablet uh, or your iPad as a, a smart home hub. We're getting more and more connected devices like uh, smart lights and Roombas and stuff. You can basically wall mount a tablet or an iPad and uh, just dedicate it to running your smart home. So I did something similar with this. I 3D printed a, a mount for my iPad Pro, my old uh, 13-inch iPad Pro. And I used guided access to lock it into the home app. So basically, you can't go anywhere else. You can just use the home app, which means that all of those features are instantly accessible to anybody who has that iPad in front of them. It's made it a whole lot easier to turn lights on and off and set scenes without having to reach for your smartphone. Uh, This one's for the iPad folks out there. You can uh, actually use your iPad as a a second screen, which is kind of cool for your for your Mac. Uh, there's third-party apps. Uh, two of them are called uh, Splashtop Wired X Display and Duet Display. And it allows you to connect your iPad to another computer and extend your display. So that's great if you're mobile and traveling. Do you know what I mean? And you want that extra real estate. You know, Maybe you're doing some spreadsheets on one. You've got email going on the other. Uh, this is a, a great way to wirelessly connect the iPad or even just use a, a USB cable, which is kind of cool. And, and some of these apps like Splashtop do work perfectly on a Windows computer as well. Oh, so you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. That's all the time we have left for the program. Again, uh, go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We're going to be giving away a TCL 5G smartphone. This thing is beautiful. All you have to do is watch uh, a cool video that we've uh, done uh, that uh, teaches you how to use technology to care for aging family members. It's uh, a series called Independence Days. We've got a link right on our uh, front webpage there. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. Don't forget to tune in to our sister show, The App Show. It's on uh, every weekend across the Chorus Radio Network uh, as well. Uh, We'll be talking about streaming. Has the streaming boom gone bust? We'll also talk about our top five Wi-Fi hacks to get better connections in your home. And the latest Apple rumors. There's going to be a big announcement next week, and everyone thinks it's going to be a new Apple VR headset. We'll tell you what we've heard. I want to thank Gray for coming in and all the rest of the folks that helped put the program together. We'll see you again next time.